0: Hello and welcome to Deep Dive with My Book, where we walk in agreement with the scripture found in 2 Timothy 3, 16-17. God has transmitted his every substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed and will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Come along with us as we dive into scripture so that we too can be fully matured and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives us.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of season 2 of Deep Dive with My Boy. In this episode I was just hoping to talk to us about the love of God, the amazing, amazing awesome love of god um i'm hoping to highlight a couple of scriptures to us that indicate or that tell us of this love um and talk through them really and i think to start with everyone's favorite the one of the most common verses in the bible john three sixteen. if you're a christian you've never heard john 3 16 don't know where you've been living but <laughs> john 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Um, I've heard so many sermons being preached on this verse, but I think the crux of it, the basis of this verse, is that God loved us so much that he gave his only son. Um, there's no love without giving and he's the ultimate giver because he gave his only son out of the love that he had for humanity no one can love us like that like the Bible says even maybe for a good person someone might consider dying for but for us who were filthy guilty staying before Christ came to die for us who why would he send his son um to come and die for us who are we that he is mindful of us? What is man that he would send his love on us? Because he did send his love through Jesus coming to die on the cross. I don't know if I've convinced you of God's love already from just that one verse. But if not, please follow me through this whole episode. Um, if we look at First John 3 verse 1, it says... See how very much our father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the but the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Ooh. God calls us his children <laughs> because of his love for us. It says, see how very much. And if you study closely all of the scriptures that talk about the love of God it doesn't just plainly state the love of god it doesn't just plainly state it it actually qualifies it so it uses qualifying words like so much so like how much just to get us to understand the gravity the depth of god's love that's why paul says um, i hope that with all christians you will you will come to understand The depth, the width, the height of God's love, the understanding or the journey of the understanding of God's love for us is the best journey we can ever be on. Because in that revelation of God's love for us, a lot of the areas of our lives that we struggle with start to be less of a struggle. It's like loving yourself, loving other people. And I'll show you what the Bible says about that. Um, if we go to First John 9, 10 and 11, so it says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, it says. So any love you're experiencing now outside of the love of God, you feel it's real love isn't actually real love. It's the love of God to his children that's what real love looks like because real love gives and no one has given more than Jesus than God has than Jesus has so <laughs> this is real love it says not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins and that's what real love looks like. When you're in like a relationship and a love relationship with someone, you expect it to be like a give and take relationship, don't you? That's for us, that's the epitome of love <laughs> for humans. But in in spiritual sense, in, in God terms, the epitome of love, the realest of loves, is when you love someone who doesn't even love you back, who does not even regard you or care about your feelings, but yet you consistently, continually keep chasing them with your love. That is what the father's love is to his children and people that are yet to be his children. But verse um, 11 says, dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other, and that's that's a point I was trying to make like a minute ago. That once we start to go on that journey of understanding the love of God for us, then we'd be able to understand that what, since God has loved us that much, the least we can do is to love each other, the least we can do is to love ourselves. And love others as we love ourselves. The Bible says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And you will love others as yourself. The reason why it places priority on loving God with your all first is that out of that focus, you are able to, out of um, you loving God or placing the priority on loving God... He enables you, he gives you the enablement through his Holy Spirit to then love yourself out of the understanding of his love for you, but also out of his love for others. That when someone does something against you, Christian or not, you know, actually, do you know what? God still loves this person regardless and love will compel you to forgive them. Mm. (laughs) what i'm just aiming to do is to highlight these things to you and then the holy spirit will convict you of the things that i'm saying through his word because it's his word and not mine really but keep (laughs) let's keep going shall we um ephesians 2 verse 5 says That even though we're dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by grace that you have been saved. It is only by grace that we have been saved. And we know that salvation comes through no man because no man laid down his life other than Christ did. Greater love, the Bible says, greater love has no man than this: that a man would lay down, would lay down his life for his friends. And the type of love that God has for us encompasses all. So it's it comes in various forms, shapes, and sizes. Like you name it, Um <laughs> it's the, the love of God to us is like a father to a daughter and a son or a mother to a daughter and a son. Um, God's love for us is like a friend to a friend. God's love for us is like a groom to his bride. God's love for us is like um a parent, like I've already mentioned. But God's love for us is also a saviour and a savi like, <laughs> relationship, if that's even a word, savi. But um, this is what I mean. Like, God's love comes in varying forms. Do you know what? your parent can't be anything but your parent your beloved or your your husband or your wife can't be anything but like your best friend can't be anything but your best friend but for the love of God but a person of Jesus he can be all things to us and that's the beauty that is the absolute beauty of God's love Romans 5 verse 8 says but God showed his great love and again it's qualifying what type of love God has for us. His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Like I said, like for a good person, you might consider like taking a bullet for them, like catching a grenade for them. Like, do you see what I mean? But for a sinner, no one, no one in their right senses will want to jump in front of A train or a a bus. uh, It sounds really gruesome, but (laughs) that was that was the death of Christ on the cross. Just because of his love for us, like he took the blame. Oh, um, he he took our sins. The Bible says that God made him who knew no sin to become sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, all because of his love. The Bible says that if. He did not spare his own son, but freely gave him to us. How would he not, along with his son, freely give us all things? He's already given us the ultimate sacrifice, his son. So how would he not then help you love him, help you love others, help you gain the things that you need to to be able to start to understand this amazing love that he has for us? There's um, a scripture in Romans 8. that you want to 39 I'm reading from the passion translation it says so what does all this mean if god has determined to stand with us tell me tell me who then could ever stand against us for god has proved his love By giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. How many people can prove their loves to you? Like, we have so many people telling us they love us without actually showing it. (laughs) Talk is cheap. But thank God that he backed up, he put his money where his mouth is, essentially. He loves us and he proved it by sending his son. So it says, and since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all he certainly wouldn't withhold from us anything else he has to give who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be his God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them not guilty Uh, (laughs) through God's love because of God's love we have been declared not guilty And it says, who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, anointed one, for he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. Amazing. Continuing on, it says, so how could he possibly condemn us since he's continually praying for our triumph? Oh, gosh, who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one, for nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Even though it is written, all day long we face death threats for your sake, God. We considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered, yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all, for God has made us to be more than conquerors, and His demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. Over everything, not just some things, over every single thing. So now I live with a confidence that there's nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. And we have to have that confidence. Do you know what? There'll be times, there will be times, and believe you me, I know I've had those times where the devil causes you to actually doubt the love of God for you, but... Paul is saying, so now I live with confidence, and that should be our, um, our posture, our disposition going forward. That we're living in confidence that there is nothing in the universe, like absolutely nothing in the universe <laughs> anywhere, with a part to separate us from God's love. And he says, I'm convinced that His love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels or dark rulers in the heavens there's nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love how amazing is that like and this scripture is just full of and again it's Romans eight thirty-one to 39 um I read from the Passion Translation you can read it in your favorite um Bible version but that scripture is full of Confidence and assurances In the love of God And I'm here to assure you Not I don't know if convincing you would be the right thing To do because like I said It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict But I'm here to highlight the assurances Of God's love Of the Father's love to you Um, it's It's The realest love There is basically A couple more scriptures to highlight God's love And we will be out of here um I, I recently um not discovered um was reminded rather of this verse in zephaniah 3 verse 17 and from the nlt version it says for the lord your god is living among you he is a mighty savior he would take delight in you with gladness with his love he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And his love will calm all your fears. Right now, I pray that anyone that may be facing any fear whatsoever, fear of the unknown, fear of the future, fear of the known, fear of the past, any fear at all, I pray that the love of God will so engulf and embrace you that you begin to feel a calm in your spirit that will translate in your physical. Um, the, same, the same verse in the Amplified Version says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love, making no mention of your passions. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. God's love is forgetful only to our sins. God's love forgets any sin that we've we might have committed against Him, and maybe listening to me, you're thinking that sin is too great. This sin, I, this thing I've done is too disgusting. It's too vile, um, for God to forgive me. Um, guess what? He he died for all types of people, all types of sins. He died once and for all. He died. Just the one time for every person. Um, and that sacrifice covers our past, present and future wrongs. Regardless of the degree. You know what? It's, it's us human beings that like to grade sins. <laughs> but God sees them as one, as one thing, sin. And that's the sole purpose of his love. To help vanquish any sin. To help conquer death to help conquer the effects of sin and sin itself. So if you're listening to me, um, the Holy Spirit is, if he hasn't already been doing that throughout this whole episode, he is convicting you of the love of the Father. The love of the Father is calling out to you with an outstretched arm. Will you grab hold of his hand? He says, I stand at the door of your heart and I'm, I'm, I'm knocking. I'm bringing you this love. Um... He's a gentleman, the Holy Spirit. He's not going to barge in. He's going to need your consent. So will you walk to the door and unlock it and let him in? Um it's understandable you've locked people out. You may have your good reasons, but the Holy Spirit is not people. <laughs> God is not people. Um the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. So of his promise to you, of his love for you, he's not a liar. He loves you so much. So he stood at the door of your heart. He's knocking. Will you let him in? Will you will you go to the door and unlock it and open it and let him in? And if you do, he says, I'll come in, I'll come and dine with you. Um you need someone to dine with. You've been lonely for a while, haven't you? Like you need someone to sit down with you, have a chat. To have a heart to heart. And that is what the Holy Spirit wants to have with you. Because he loves you so much. Romans 5 verse 5. God has shared his love abroad in our heart through the Holy Spirit. God's love can be shared in your heart if you accept the Holy Spirit into your heart. So right now I want you to say this prayer after me. You don't even need to be closing your eyes to say that prayer because it's the words, it's your belief, the belief in your heart and the confession of your mouth that will make you saved. If you want to accept the love of God, please say this prayer after me. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I am not right with you and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. The Bible says... If I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I will be saved. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and saviour of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, amazing. If you've just said that prayer, guess what? There's a tribulation in heaven right about now just for you. And remember, God didn't send his son to come and die for them, the masses. He died for all, but again, he died for you. It's a personal thing. So if you were the only person left on this earth that needed to be saved, God will do it again. He will send his son to come and die for just you. If he said that prayer, that's not the end of it. Your, what's happened is your spirit has been renewed. But your soul and your your soul, which is your mind, needs a daily renewing. So what I want you to do is to find a Bible-believing church or a friend who believes in the Bible and the Holy Spirit And have a chat with them if you want to reach out to me absolutely do that on um, my socials and we can get talking about what the next steps are but this is the best decision you could have ever made and I am over the moon that you've made that decision but even more so is God excited that you are now called his child (laughs) he loves you regardless he does love you regardless. Thank you so much for listening. And I will come your way in subsequent episodes. Take care.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've been blessed. Don't forget to engage with our socials. On Instagram, it's at deep underscore die with my bro, And on Twitter, at die with my bill. It was a pleasure having right. you. And we hope to see you in the next episode. like feels right speak like feels right you're lacking my tongue to a rock everywhere the uttermore is feeling be refreshing if i'm being fast not really rude and thinking is good i'll launch me my way you like take my tongue to a rudder everywhere the other you let me refreshing If I'm being fashionably
1: rude and thinking it's cool. I don't be my philosophy.